Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the second half of Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys. I want to thank you so much for tuning in and staying with me if you're still here. Uh, we were talking about suicide earlier. Not a happy topic, but a definitely needed topic with so much stress going on right now. We have COVID pandemic. We have racial unrest going on across the country, which as African-American people or people of color, we already knew it was there, but it's being, I guess, because of social media, other people can now see that it's actually happening, that what we've been talking about really goes on. But um, so that's why I wanted to have the suicide prevention uh, to show on. But you can follow me on Twitter, at Joy Keys. Also check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. And also check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, as well as here on Blog Talk Radio. You can... um, be sure that you're probably going to get a chance to win something today. I have a couple things I'm giving away, so you want to follow on the social media. Right now, I have a great author, a lovely, light uh, topic, no more suicide. We're talking about sex and romance and, uh, I don't know, lying, cheating, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All this stuff is there. She, she has a whole bunch of stuff going on. But uh, the book that she wrote is called The Boyfriend Project. Um, she's a native of, of South Louisiana. Um, she's a best-selling author. Um, she has a master's in arts from South, Southern Louisiana University. She has a debut novel that was called Deliver Me. And, but now this book is called The Boyfriend Project. Uh, she has, is a two-time finalist for Romance Writers of America's Rita Award and has been a Romantic Times Book Review, Reviewer Choice Award nominee. Um, in 2015, Farah won the Emma Award for the Author of the Year. She's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, she's a smart writer, efficient writer, and a smooth writer, if I will put that in there. Good morning, Farah. Good morning, Joy. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, wow. I mean, I saw the title of the book. I was like, uh, I, I got to see this. I, I'm not like a romance person. I hate to say it. I mean, I am, but I'm not. And so I was like, no, the title. Wow, what is this about? So um, that's what caught my eye. And then your rave reviews um, from other books that you have written and you have series 
that um, you have written, and I was like, I really need to have her on to talk about her work. Because I sometimes talk about such serious stuff, you know, racism and sexism and, you know, different things going on. And people are probably like, Joy, can we have something light? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Having something light is also important in our yes. lives, you know, right? I, I think that's the balance, right? You can't always have, you know, the down stuff, right? Exactly. I am here to provide an escape for readers, you know, during these times that are unprecedented. <laughs> I think we've used that word so much this past year, but it's true. We are at an unprecedented time. So, yes, providing the escape, something light where people can just, you know, leave the world in its troubles for a while and just lose themselves in the books, that's, that's what I'm here for. Now, why did you become a writer? I'm not sure you asked that a lot, but, like, tell the audience, you know, was it something you read? Was um, a person you saw? What triggered this idea that I, I'm going to be a writer and somebody's going to want to read my stuff? You know, I've actually, uh, I I know it's kind of cliche to say it, but I have been a writer my whole life. Um, <laughs> throughout school, you know, I, I, I can't even remember who told it to me, but somebody was like, it's because you used to lie as a kid. And it's like always told stories. You know how they used to say, stop telling those stories mm-hmm. when you lie. Um, so I guess I've always been doing this, but no, really, I was that, I was that kid in school who secretly loved when the teacher gave you like a pop quiz that was essay form because I always did so well on them. Mm. Um, and, but I really didn't think, uh, I actually, it's funny that you had the, uh, psychologist on, uh, before, cause that was my, um, that was my major in, college and grad school I'm a psych major I have a master's in psychology um so I it wasn't until college and grad school that I decided maybe I could do this for a living um or at least try to get published so I didn't really start writing with the hopes of getting published until I was in grad school now, do you think that helped you, the, the degree in psychology? Because now you have an understanding of, the, of a person's mind and, oh, where, you know, what's going on underneath their, their actions. Yeah, I, I absolutely use uh, my psychology degree. I actually do uh, – I have a workshop. I, I present several workshops, writing-related, but I have one that's specifically about using different types of – psychology um, methods and, you know, things like the Myers-Briggs type indicator for personality in mm-hmm. developing characters because okay. that's what you're doing, you know, as a, as a fiction writer, you are making up people from scratch and uh, having an understanding of personality and it helps you to create more authentic characters. So despite what my dad may think, I actually did not waste my time in school. I use it all the time. <laughs> dad, she did not waste degree. her time. She did yeah. not waste her time, Dad. I'm I'm going to be a witness. I'll talk to him for you. Uh, what kind of pie does he like? You know? <laughs> so how are you making out with this COVID situation, though? This is, uh, uh, I mean, none of us have ever had anything like this happen. Being stuck in a house, having to wear these masks, can't go hug people, can't go out to, you know, places, concerts. Um, I mean, some places are opening up, but how about Louisiana? How is it going there? Yeah, you know, Louisiana, um, we've had, it's funny, we had a very bad outbreak early on. 
And thankfully, our governor did the right thing, and we shut down a, a lot quicker than a lot of these other southern states. Um, my small hometown that I grew up in was hit particularly hard. I know, mm. um, you know, I know more than 15 people who have lost their lives to COVID. Um, it's a small little uh, town, 99% black on the west side of the Mississippi River, and the Washington Post actually did a um, a story on it because for such a small town with only a couple of thousand people, we had so many people who had been infected and lost their lives to it. Um, so we have been hit particularly hard, but thankfully we have more people wearing their masks. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, with football season opening up and the state starting to open more that people will still be diligent and, mm-hmm. um, think at this point we know this is going to be around for a while we need to just as a country and world start doing the things that we need to do in order to live with it uh live being the you know that's the word there um we need to learn how to live with this and just do take the proper precautions so that we can get back to some sense of normalcy um but you know particularly for me uh, I learned that my life wasn't all that different uh, because I stay home. Really? Okay. Um, well, you know, for me, day to day, especially when this this came about, I was in the middle of writing a book that took way too long to write. Um, but that's what I, I would stay home and write all day. So the only thing that really hurt was not being able to go into a coffee shop every now and then when I needed a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, I have learned that that is very important for my creative brain to, you know, have that change. But other than that, you know, I've been home working as usual. So, um, yeah, not seeing my parents, you know, as much as I would want to, even though they're only 20 minutes away, there were times that I, you know, I went weeks without seeing them, but thank goodness for FaceTime and Zoom and things like that. So, um, yeah, the social yeah. media has blown blossom. I mean, like everybody and their mom, now people are starting Instagram shows and, and TikTok things, and now the government's trying yeah. to take away the TikTok, and, you know, you got so much going on. Every single star and their mom is coming up with something that's going to be online. You know, a lot of yeah. artists, you know, uh, I would say performing artists have to go online too because they can't go out, you know, and and do oh, their, yeah. their shows and stuff, you know. Um, it's the same for authors, you know. As all of my events, I was supposed to have a book tour. Mm, um, yes. Instead, everything has been Zoom and Crowdcast and you know these online virtual events. So you learn to adjust and you do what you have to do, and um, you know that that's been life these last few months. Now, you were writing about romance, but right now we're dealing with things like, you know, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all kinds of other crazy events uh, with this racial issue going on in the country. Why are you not writing about that? Or why did you decide on romance? Like what, because, you know, you could have been a sci-fi writer. You could have been a criminal, you know, mastermind thing going on. What what was the romance? Because you have another series called the Holmes Brothers series. That's also romantic. It has intrigue and everything in, in that as well well i'm actually all of my books uh are romance that i've been writing you know my entire career uh, yeah. which is i think i'm in year 13 uh since i've been published so you know i've just i've written in this genre 
Um, this actually with the boyfriend project, it actually um, it tiptoes a little into women's fiction, uh, just because the the characters uh, in the book there's this sisterhood that forms in the book, um, and it's as important to the story as the romance between the the hero and the heroine. So that one is probably the it's the most that I like diverged from my romance background. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when I first started, I actually, my very first book that will never see the light of day actually wasn't a romance. Um, (laughs) It was more of a a suspense thriller type book. It's awful. It really is. But, you know, it's the thing that I I cut my teeth on. Um, (laughs) But I read romance. Um, You know, those were the books that I read because of, I had an aunt who absolutely loved it. My sister um, put, she gave me like the the romance that really got me into reading those books. And it, mm-hmm. it's because that escape, you know, I was school, I was, you know, stressed out. And there was just something about these books that, you know, you put the characters through the ringer. There are so many times I've read books and I've just thought, how will they, you know, ever get these people at happily ever after that is the hallmark of a romance novel, but the authors do it. So you go through all of these emotions, but knowing that you're going to have that payoff of knowing that, you know, things are going to work out in the end, that's what romance is for. And I just remember how that helped me, you know, during very stressful times. Mm -hmm. Again, just being able to escape in a book that I knew would, uplift me at the end um it do you want to read some of your do you, do you mind reading some of your book the boyfriend project right now we could share with the audience i absolutely would um i and i have so i can give a little i'll preface it with just a little you know bit of what the boyfriend project is about um it is about three women who they discover that the guy that they've all been dating, uh, well, that tells you right there, they've all been dating the same <laughs> guy. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Uh, bad, you know, cats out the bag. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they've kind of been catfished by this uh, same guy. And instead of turning on each other, you know, they actually become fast friends. And they make this pact to – all uh, work on these different projects that they have put to the side in their pursuit to find a significant other because, you know, that's what society says, that they they should be, you know, they won't be complete until they find a significant other. So they've decided that they are going to uh, work on themselves. Of course, it is a romance, so a hot guy comes in and kind of derails the plans for my heroine. But the part that I'm going to read is, um, and this is not really a spoiler, it's actually from the very first scene. And um, the way that they find out that they are dating the same guy is because of Twitter, where one of the women is on a date with him, and she starts to live tweet it. So I'm going to read uh, the part where my heroine, Samaya Brooks, first discovers that um, the guy that she's been dating may not be what he seems. So um, this is from The Boyfriend Project. Are you sure about this guy? 
Samaya quashed her pesky inner voice that had started making an appearance more frequently than usual. Craig wasn't perfect. No one was perfect. But at least he was employed, had manners, and could sort of tell a decent joke when the occasion arose. Okay, fine, so his sense of humor left something to be desired. Was that a good reason to write someone off? If she wanted a laugh, provided a vast selection of comedy specials to choose from. Having a sense of humor had fallen several notches on her list when it came to attributes she required in a significant other. A lot had fallen off that list. These days, a full set of teeth and a playlist that consisted of something other than the Isley Brothers would earn at least a wink. Craig might not be her Mr. Her ideal Mr. Right, but he was right enough. The sound of her sister's distinct laugh drew Samaya's attention. What are you cackling about in there? Just something on Twitter. This poor woman is on the absolute date from hell. And she's tweeting about it? Yes, in real time. It's like watching a train wreck. She heard Denise's footsteps paddling toward her. Her sister's extremely pregnant belly appeared before she did. Apparently, the guy she's with thinks he's the answer to every woman's dream. The lines he's trying on her are so tired. Been there, done that, got the, t- the ticket stub, T-shirt, and bad memories to show for it. Listen to this, Denise said. So, this fool told her he works in clean energy and it's all about the environment, yet he's driving a Mercedes SUV, not a hybrid, but a gas-guzzling SUV. Samaya frowned. A tiny knot formed in her stomach, but then she reminded herself loads of people drove Mercedes SUVs. Oh, and get this, his Benz? It's a rental. How does she know it's a rental? Hold on, let me scroll up. Her sister paused for a moment. Okay, here it is. She said she knew it wasn't his the moment she got in because she had rented that exact Mercedes from a luxury car dealership in Round Rock to impress people during South by Southwest last year. She got a discount because it has a cigarette burn on the passenger seat, the exact (laughs) cigarette burn his has. The Maya's hand halted on the faux camel leather jacket she was about to pull from the hanger. Did she mention a color? No, I've been refreshing my feet like a crazy person, but she hasn't updated her timeline in the, the last minute. Stuff from the phone, a wide grin on her face. This is why I love Twitter. To read about bad dates between two people you don't even know? Yes, her sister's unapologetic response would have elicited a laugh from Samaya if she wasn't so busy trying to quell the manic butterflies swirling in her her belly. Stop being ridiculous. Plenty of people who work in clean energy probably drive a Mercedes SUV with a cigarette burn on the passenger seat. (laughs) Did I mention the tweet about his apartment, her sister asked? She told her he lives in those fancy apartments up near the domain, but this girl knows the property manager there. She had her friend run his name, and of course, the fool was lying about that too. Denise laughed again. He messed with the wrong one. The unused that had settled in the pit of Samaya's belly began to blossom. Oh, wait, she tweeted again. Another laugh. Now he's trying to woo her with his favorite dish. The volcano sushi roll, Samaya said, <laughs> able to get the words past her clenched jaw. Her sister's head popped up. How do you know? You're not even on Twitter. 
Samaya jerked the jacket loose and flung the hanger on the floor. Oh, shoot, Denise said. Don't tell me. But Samaya didn't have to tell her anything. She could tell by her sister's horrified expression that she'd figured it out. And that's when Samaya, you know, yes. goes on oh my to... God. Uh, Sorry, I was laughing at certain points because I just was like, remember reading it and stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah. And for those listening, she goes to the sushi restaurant, of course, and confronts Lion Craig about his lies. And again, that's how that's how the three men uh, meet each other and form this friendship. Yeah, I think, like you said, the book has the romance, but I think one of the important things is that you're talking about smart black women, which is really refreshing to read about. You know, one person is a doctor. Um, she's a tech, uh, the main character is a, a techie guru. And um, the other young lady, she's um, into, um, you know, exercise and physical. Now, people say, oh, well, that's not, like, smart. But she's trying to be a businesswoman. You know, she's trying to use it in a different way, not just, to look pretty for herself. So um, I think that it's really important to see that, that it's a possibility. And that's also one of the things you talk about, how this woman had people believe in her and, and let her get to the next level. Who believed in you, Sarah? Who was there in your life that believed in you and gave you that little edge, like, yes, I can do this? You know, I'm very blessed because I grew up uh, in a family that has been extremely supportive of everything that I've done. You know, it started back with my grandparents. And um, I, my grandfather, he, they had 10 children, 11, uh, but one uh, died when he was young. But of their 10 remaining grandchildren, he made sure any of those who wanted to go to college got to, you know, they went to college and, and, still the importance of education in his kids from early on. And that Mm -hmm. trickled down to us grandkids where, um, you know, my mom, her sisters and brothers, they were there to support me and us as, you know, the, it's a, it's a large family, but they have always been there to support us with everything that we do. Um, And that's how it was. My, my sister and brother, um, even though I, you know, I had the degree, I should have been going on somewhere to make money and all of that. When I told them I wanted to be a writer, they were there to support me and help me, um, until I could start to, you know, help myself in it. They supported my dream every step of the way. So just my family, um, you know, and of course I've had teachers, like I said, my mom was a teacher, so a lot of my teachers um, in high school and such, they, too, were there to encourage me. Um, and one of the more important people, I think, was uh, one of my professors at Davie University in New Orleans. Okay. She's actually the granddaughter of W.E.B. Du Bois. Wow. Yes. Wow. Um, she's the only grandchild. She was, her name is Dr. Y. Uh, du Bois Williams, um, and she, I was just very lucky to have her as a professor while I was there, and she actually encouraged me um, 
to write. It was something that she said to me one day in class that started, you know, it flipped a switch in my head and I started writing my first book, real book, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that very day. So I, I have, I've been extremely blessed to have so many people who support me and believe in me. That's awesome. You know, we have something in common. We're, um, we both, you and I belong to a certain club and it's called the, um, Ice Cream Pint Club of America, um, where I see that on your Instagram, you're always posting about ice cream. We have a sweet tooth. I am part of the club as well. Um, I've been digging the uh, Valenti. It's like fudge, vanilla, chocolate with like chocolate chips at the bottom or something and cookies. That has been my recent delve into it. What has been your recent favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh gosh, um, yeah, that's that's my. <laughs> I caught you. Uh, gosh, that is definitely. You know, I've actually I, my last ice cream I actually baked myself. I has a I have a Cuisinart, and I will make my own ice cream uh, if I can't get to the store. But no, my my favorite so far, and I haven't had it in a long time, is from this um, Portland-based ice cream company called Salt and Straw. Mm. Um, they they have um, amazing flavors. Follow their account on Instagram if you just want to, you know, like pine over great ice cream. But they have a strawberry balsamic vinegar and black pepper ice cream. You would what? think that sounds crazy. Yeah. I know. That's, oh, my God. That's what, what I thought. It is okay. the most amazing ice cream. And William and Sonoma actually sells the mix where you could make it yourself. Uh, so I have made it uh, at home because I'm not in Portland, unfortunately, so I can't yeah, get right, it. Right. And I'm also cheap, so I'm not going to pay, you know, 100 bucks for them to ship me five pints of ice cream. So <laughs> I make it myself. But it is. It is it is such an amazing ice cream. But, yeah, I am definitely an ice cream aficionado. I love Ben and & Jerry's. And I've been trying to eat the healthier ice creams, but these days I'm just, you know – if I'm going to eat ice cream, I'm going to enjoy it. So, yeah, yeah. I've had some like reduced flavor. Now, I did think, um, what was this brand? It's like a slow churn, they call it, and that was not too bad. But then I tried some other thing, and it was like on the thing, it said like 250 calories for the whole pint, and this and another. And I tried it, and I was like, barf, like, oh my god, the first spoon, I was like, oh my god, somebody yeah. actually ate this, like, no way. It's like certain things. Look, it's just going to have fat. It's just going to have flavor. Okay, that's yeah. it. You know, so and, and ice cream. Control. What'd you say? I said portion control will have to do because, yeah, the I don't need to eat the entire pint. I'll take just a fourth of a cup, you know, once every couple of days and have something I really like. Yeah. Then to eat that chalky, yeah, no, I'm not. Oh, my I'm God. Not, oh. No. Yeah. <laughs> now, another thing you do is you do you crochet or knit? Um, I saw I somewhere... Do. Okay, and 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 I is that how many times a year or what? How often do you do that? Is that like a meditative thing for you or what? What is that about? You know, I started it a few years ago. I actually learned when I was a little girl, but didn't keep it up. Um, but when I when I first started working full time as a writer, um, I had a very hard time not working nonstop. You know, mentally, I thought, okay, I'm home, which means I should be working. And Mm. I experienced burnout very quickly because I just thought that I should be working all the time. 
Oh, wow. And okay. Crochet as a way to still feel productive while I let myself watch television or listen to an audiobook or something. And it just became a way for me to relax and, mm-hmm. like I said, still feel productive while allowing my brain to rest. So that's why I took it up. And I, I absolutely love it. And it's, you know, it's useful because I, you know, I produce things that people can use, baby blankets <laughs> and hats and things, you know. So, yeah, it's it's been it's been a lifesaver, really has, because it really helps me to relax. You know, you just hit on a point about working um, because you're home, and that's something people are dealing with now because of the COVID that I know who are working from home. They're like, I've been working more hours now than I was yeah. in the office. And I was like, that's because you got to set boundaries. Yes. You know, yes. like. You can't, just because you're home, tell your boss they can't call you at 6, 7 o'clock at night. Like, yeah. it's done, you know? That so. that happens a lot. I saw it happen when, you know, when people started getting, like, their work cell phones and, uh, you know, years ago where, you know, it's like, oh, the boss can get you at any time now. So, and it's kind of that same thing. They think, well, you're home, your computer's there. You, no, people should still have those hours set and allow themselves time to rest and not have their head in work mode all the time. It, it's very important. Yeah, it's really important. Um, another thing that helps get people out of their mind is sex. And you have some seriously hot sex scenes in the book, okay? Um, you so know, those are actually not that bad. Compared to I, I, I mean, they're not. Yeah, but it's still nice. They're very nice, and it's, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Is anybody watching? <laughs> um, what did you think when you wrote your first sex scene, not necessarily this book, but your first sex scene, were you thinking about your parents and what they might think? <laughs> or your grand, like, you know, me and your relatives? Did you have any you know, of those thoughts? I tell this story. I just told this story on another uh, thing because I grew up Catholic. Well, I'm saying I grew up Catholic. I'm still Catholic. And, you know, that was a, it was a, I won't say it was an issue. I was a little uncomfortable because I thought, yeah, mom may read this book. She's only read my very first book. Um, But other than that, she hasn't read (laughs) any of them. But it was actually my little brother. I still remember the conversation. And this was, probably almost 20 years ago, because I wrote that book, you know, uh, that long ago. And I was just telling him, gosh, I don't know, I don't know if I can do this. And we're in the car, and he just starts telling me, okay, if you need to write it, you just do this, this, and this. And he's like, my face is turning hot, because I'm like, why is my little brother telling me this stuff? So I thought right then and there, if he can sit there and tell his sister the things that she needs to put in the sex scene for her book, I should not, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's so funny because I still remember oh, that God. very first book I wrote, Deliver Me, you mentioned it, um, you know, Deliver Me, Deliverance kind of has a um, a religious tint to it, and mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the old ladies in church came up to me and she said, oh, Deliver Me, it sounds so great, I need to read it, and I thought, okay, it's not that kind of deliverance, honey, please don't <laughs> job and it's part of life and as a romance author you know as a romance um readers and such 
if you don't like books that get a little hot, mine do, uh, but there are some people who write books where it's completely closed door. You know, it's really about the emotion and not necessarily the physical act, and that's the other great thing about romance writing. It's the emotion that you get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think anyone, you know, I've said it more than once, if you need an escape, if you need to just feel joy, pick up a romance novel and just, even if you're not, uh, you know, if that's not your usual thing, read the back of some of them, the, the blurb, well, I'm saying the back, we don't do that anymore. Go on online. You know, and just kind of give it a try because so many people are like so stressed these days, unhealthy stress these days. And it may be something that can just help. Right. I really do think, you know, as a romance writer, I think me and my fellow writers are actually doing a service in giving people just a small escape from the stress of these days. So, yeah, don't, don't feel ashamed. Just go and give yourself that, that, you know, go read a romance novel. Yeah, go in your closet. Read the, you don't have to let your, 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 your person that you live with or your kids know or anything. Just say, look, I need a timeout. You go to Amazon, you order the book, it's in the box, you get it, you go in the closet, and you can read the book, you know. People um, can read them on their phones, you know. Oh, that's it's, right, a Kindle or what's the other one? I, I, I use Kindle um, on my Kindle, on my phone. You know, libraries. The I'm, Nook I'm or something. Younger, you know, I'm like, I don't feel guilty about anything I read, so I won't hide it. But for those who want to hide it, that's, you know, that's your prerogative if you feel more comfortable, just download the app and get it on your phone and no one even has to know if that's it. <laughs> yes, and you know what? The library, did you say like with libraries now? You can oh, do the Simply E. There's a there's an app called Simply E and and then you can get books um that way from your library. Yes. So you don't even have to spend any money. You just have a library card. Yeah. Support libraries. Libraries kept me going as a kid, you know, that's where I got my books. I am one hundred court library. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, Libby and Overdrive, those are, please support your local libraries. Definitely. I agree. I I went to libraries as a kid. I remember going to the free library, like the smell of the library (laughs) was like, ah. And I used to take my daughter to the bookstores. Like that was like a big deal. And, of course, if you come to my house, I mean, we have tons and tons of books. People are always like, are you a teacher? And I'm like, no. just like That's how I grew up with books, you know, around us. Um, and uh, it, it's it's really um, books can take you so many places. You can learn languages, you can learn history, you can you know fall into romance, um, you can you know become a sci-fi raider on the planet so and so. You know they they're wonderful. You know and, and um, I think that is something that is more needed. Now, real quick, what are your thoughts about RBG? That's a smart woman. We just lost her. Do you think yeah. a black woman will ever be on the Supreme Court? I hope so. I hope one day. Uh, I know it will happen. Let's just say I hope in my lifetime that I get to see it. Um, you know, it's very disappointing to see what's happening with the Supreme Court and the hypocrisy of uh, certain officials um, who are now going to try to get this, you know, seat filled in just a matter of days when they held one up for several hundred days before mm. it's, it's so goodness um but i do hope that we will see a black woman on the court soon 
um, because that, you know, the Supreme Court is one of the most important things uh, when it comes to elections, how yes. important it is. They, they shape the laws of this country and can all these, these things that we enjoy, um, they're not can be taken away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't yep. think people realize that, you know, all these decisions that the Supreme Court have made, they can be reversed if you have the the people on the court to do it. So just because you've enjoyed these rights all your life does not mean that you're going to keep them. And I wish people would keep that in mind when they vote or when they choose not to vote. Um, I think if, if more people would actually just go and vote, that we wouldn't be in the place that we're in right now. So Definitely. It's, it's, yeah, disappointing, but hopefully people will, will hopefully they're go and vote. enough to go and vote. Yes. yes, that's our that's our end of the conversation here. Go and vote. Thank go you vote. so much, Fair, for coming on the show today. I really enjoyed your book. Like I said, I'm going to be giving away some copies of your book. Um, so everyone, please follow on Twitter at Joy Keys. Also check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram. And now... Again, you can hear the show on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, as well as here at Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, Farrah. You can have a great weekend, okay? Thank you so much for having me, Joy. Have a great weekend. Okay. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, you guys, that was the show, and I hope you enjoyed it. And, again, right before this, I did a show on suicide prevention. If you want to listen to that, you can. All the shows are archived. So if you miss a live show, don't worry. You can always come back and go to Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, or Spotify and or iTunes and find a previous show. All right, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.